everybody. Welcome to the Dream Life Podcast. I'm Tiffany Paul. I'm a mom, wife, and entrepreneur, and of course, dreamer. Join me here each week to have conversations about what it means to create the life of your dreams. To me, a dream life is about so much more than just the stuff we have or the things we've accomplished or achieved. It's really about a feeling. It's about creating a life that we love living. And I do think it's possible to enjoy the journey on our way to these big dreams we have for ourselves. Why wait? But I also know it isn't easy. So join me here each week to talk about it. I'll be sharing the ups and the downs of creating a dream life. Get ready to get real, dream big, and feel good. This is the Dream Life Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Life Podcast. Today, I want to talk about how the whole infatuation with how to is bullshit, how there is no how to guide to succeed, to accomplish anything, to be the best you, merely these stories and experiences of others who have come before you. And it is up to ourselves individually to piece together all of these stories, all of the advice, all of the how-to guides to create the how-to guide for ourselves. Because only our soul knows, only our self knows what action feels aligned for you, for your business. And the sooner you stop trying to follow somebody else's how-to guide, the quicker you will be able to build the life of your dreams, build the business, do the thing. Now, this is not to say we can't find inspiration and little nuggets of wisdom and advice and tactics from all the content out there. I'm just saying that literally... There is no one path before us that is going to get you from point A to point B. We all have different journeys and experiences. And the more you get caught up in figuring out the how-to and immersing yourself in all of the podcasts and books and programs without actually taking the action in your life, the longer it's going to take you to get to the dream life, to get to the point that you are trying to reach. And that is because it is in the taking action, not in the researching of the actions, that the next step appears, that your next step in your specific how-to guide makes itself known. And it will either be because what you put out there worked, what you put out there didn't work, or inside it didn't feel right. It didn't feel aligned with who you are, with your business. And only from the action can you get your next step. And so sure, the researching and the listening to all the resources is important because from that step, from the result of that step. You can rely on the bank of information, the stories of those who have gone before you, the advice of others to choose what that next step is. You can use it to inspire your next step, but I want you to throw the idea out the window that there is some sort of chronological order, some sort of mathematical equation to success. If it were that simple, whoever had that formula would be a billionaire by now. I mean, look at Amazon, right? It's like a billion dollar business. You can follow those same steps, but you're not going to build Amazon because Amazon already exists. 
And so not only is that methodology not going to work for building you can't replicate building Amazon, whatever steps he used to build Amazon is not necessarily going to apply to what you're building because you're not building Amazon. You're not building in the same climate with the same you know group of employees with the same investment in the same city in the same you know scenario. So I don't want you to get so caught up in trying to find the answers because a lot of time the answers exist within. That was my Wednesday solo episode about the importance of going within. And it's not to say that's not combined with the analytical thinking, but I feel like everybody listening to this podcast, you are smart, intelligent, well-connected, resourced women, and you have absorbed the content through the books, through the mentors, through friends, through other people in your space. You've done all the analytical part. You've done the thinking. And I think so often we get so caught in our head that we forget to connect it to our heart. And it's the combination of head and heart that is really going to be the combination that if there was a mathematical equation, that is it. It's connecting all that you have learned and absorbed and researched with what feels right in your heart and soul. And what feels right in your heart and soul can only be, the answers can only be given once you've taken the action. Because I don't know about you, but my heart's not like giving me like a 12-step program to success, to reaching my dreams, to fulfilling my purpose. My heart will give me the next right step or it will give me the knowledge of does this feel good now? And so if you want to live by head and heart, you need to get comfortable with not knowing the path forward. And I want to give you peace, your your brain at least a little piece and knowing there is no how to guide. So don't wait to get started. You have to take all of the knowledge you have accumulated so far and determine what is that next right step. And then from there, it's connecting your heart with your head to determine what is the next move for you. And I assure you, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. If you are trying to do something new and different, you are going to spend a lot of time making mistakes, wasting money, not knowing the answers, feeling like a failure, feeling like an idiot because you're like, how does everybody else figuring this out, making it look so easy and I can't figure it out? And that is just part of the journey. If you are someone who is trying something different, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You need to get comfortable with making mistakes, with wasting money. I mean, I'll just give you two recent examples. One, we just shipped our first order out to Urban Outfitters a, a few weeks back, and I totally ordered the wrong UPC labels. You need like a specific UPC for Urban Outfitters, and then they arrived, and I'm like, shoot, these do not look like the required specifications they sent forward. And so I had to like do a rush order overnight, get these UPCs. You know, I wasted a couple hundred dollars in the printing and the, and the expedi- expedited shipping fees. And I could just be so hard on myself for making this mistake. And I should have double checked it or got on the phone with their customer service to make sure what I was ordering was correct. But I didn't. I just am at a point now that I know as an entrepreneur that I make mistakes all the time. And it's just part of the process. And I waste money all the time because of, of those mistakes. The other one was I had also filed for a trademark when I had 
started my business and one was issued, but the other one, there was like an exact mark in a different category and I was denied and they said it's because they are related. And I had no idea that it could get denied if it was existing in a related category. I thought your trademark could only be denied if it was not available in the class that you were filing for. So for example, like there's a class for books and then there's a class for events. And those two might be related because people who have books can have events. So you can't necessarily get a trademark in a related category. And I would have known this if I would have hired a lawyer, if I would have done a trademark search or been working with somebody to file these trademarks. But I didn't because I was trying to save money and, you know, I'm a self-funded business. And sometimes, you know, things like legal fees and accounting are worth the investment. But this was not like a critical trademark. So I'm just like, whatever, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But I was denied. And I could have been hard on myself for wasting the $250, you know, fee to apply and get denied. But instead, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. There's another mistake I made, another couple hundred dollars. And yeah, those couple hundred dollars add up to thousands of dollars I lose every year on stupid mistakes. Or I will invest in something. And for example, marketing specifically, it's like that can get really expensive. And you put the money out and you don't see a return on investment. Now, again, I could be hard on myself and be like, oh my God, this podcast said that it would work and that I should invest in email marketing or digital marketing or whatever, and I did it and it's not working out, what's wrong with me, I should quit. No, we don't have time for that. Because the reality is there is no how-to guide, back to my original point. And what worked for one business, one person is not necessarily gonna work for you. And so if you find some of the advice that you have been given is not working in your own business or just doesn't feel aligned or feel good, that's okay. This is your permission to pivot. And so for me, I'll give you another example, email marketing. All everybody talks about is email marketing, email marketing, and how important it is. And so, you know, we have slowly been putting together our emails for Slep Life, my online sleep shop, but we've been around for a year now. And I, you know, it wasn't the first thing I invested in because you just have to choose where you spend your time and attention. And for us, we put our investment in time and money into things like social media and sales and outreach to retailers and different marketing opportunities beyond email. And you just can't do everything especially as a small business owner, especially with limited funds. And so you have to pick and choose what tactics you want to employ, what feels right. Even with this podcast, I could be driving you to some sort of PDF or opportunity to exchange your email and I could do that, right? That's what the advice would tell me, the how-to guide to grow a podcast, to monetize a podcast. And although I would love to know more about who's listening, I will probably do a survey here in the next couple of weeks just to understand who are you, what do you want to hear more of, are you moms, are you corporate employees, are you entrepreneurs? But as far as like the marketing and the collection of emails, that's just not a priority to me right now. To me, it is, I want to save all of my energy into creating good content for you guys, creating regular content for you guys, creating something of impact of of value. And there's only so much energy and hours in a day. And when the time feels right for me, I will implement or double down on some of these strategies. But because I operate 
equally from head and heart, I'm going to trust that I will know when it's the right time to implement an, a robust email strategy or email collection opportunity to provide additional value to listeners to get to know you better. But right now, I know strategically in my mind that creating good content, showing up for you guys regularly is the way that you build your audience and add value. And in my heart, this is what feels right. I want to show up each and every day preserving that energy for the episodes. And I don't want to stress myself out by trying to do too much with the podcast beyond just create. I started this podcast to be an outlet to create, to let myself express more openly about what I've been going through, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, being a mom, being on a spiritual journey, so that maybe others would see themselves in my stories. And that's often why I don't give strategic advice or the how-to steps to doing things because I feel that we learn so much more through other people's stories. And I think there's so much more value in just feeling less alone in this world. And to me, that is more powerful than giving you five steps that you're going to forget about in the next five days or that you're going to try and it's not going to work for you because it's not the right time for you or it's not the right thing for you. And so I hope you just take the pressure off on trying to find the exact path to get you to where you want to go and you hold strong to that vision ahead, that dream on your heart, and you just take one step at a time. And you use the combination of all you have learned, all you know, with what your heart is telling you. I feel like sometimes it sounds a little vague to be like, what is your heart telling you? I want you to think about all of the language, all of the words, all the thoughts that come forward in the mind, in the brain. It is so easy to understand your brain, your mind, right? It will tell you, I think we should do X, Y, Z. That sounds scary. That sounds like a good idea. Your brain is very clear in what it wants you to do next. Maybe there's too many ideas, but there's always something there. Your brain always is speaking to you, right? Through language. Now, when you're connecting to heart, your heart doesn't have language. And I think that is why it is so hard for people to connect to their heart because the heart is not as easy to understand as the mind. The heart does not speak through language. The heart speaks through feeling. And so when I say connect head to heart, I want to break down to you that the answer is not always so clear. It is more of a feeling. It is more of a desire it is more so asking yourself, what do I want to do next? What feels good? What feels aligned? It's more so the connection to your body that is going to give you that answer, that deep knowing. And that knowing is your intuition. And so if heart feels a little vague to you, maybe connect to your gut or your instinct or your intuition, to me, that's all connected. That all works together through my heart. And it speaks to me in a feeling rather than words. So again, you can't have a how-to guide to tell you what your heart is saying because the heart doesn't even speak in words. And it also doesn't speak in logic. And how-to guides are often very logical. And our intuition and what our heart wants and desires is not always logical. 
So if you continue to operate with the how-to guides from the mind, you are cutting off an entire part of you that will lead you to your dream life. It will get you there faster because you are connecting the two and together they are the most powerful tool that you have. And so we need to remember going within is the key to getting all of the clarity, all the answers you desire And remember that they are often revealed little by little, step by step, breadcrumb by breadcrumb, not all at once. And that's why it's frustrating for many of us. We want to know the whole path. We want to have a plan so that we live out of our brains because we want to have it all lined out in front of us. We want to know where we're going. And it's important to have the vision of where you're going, but to be open to how you get there to be open to the twists and turns and the zigzags and the ups and the downs. That is a realistic path to how you're going to get from point A to point B. And there's not a single how-to guide out there that accounts for that. So throw your how-to list in the garbage. It is important to be educated and knowledgeable with what's going on in the market, what others have done before you, what has been working for another But don't get so attached to the how-to guides. Trust your heart. Trust that you will be guided to the right answers, to the right solutions at the right time. And just focus on that next right step versus the next 10 steps. Because the next steps can often be paralyzing. Looking at the plan that your brain has created can often be so overwhelming we never begin. So take your focus off steps 2 through 10 and just focus on that next right step, the one that feels good within your body, within your heart, and that your mind tells you would be a nice, logical, productive, helpful thing to move your dreams forward. That is the equation to creating your dream life, if there ever was one. So keep on dreaming big. You got this. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it so far, could you do me a quick favor and write a review? Even if you're like the type of person that never writes reviews, it'll take like just one minute. Reviews really help out a new podcast like mine get visibility. And plus, I want to hear what you think. In fact, if you screenshot your review and DM it to me on Instagram at dreamlifepodcast, I will give you a $10 credit towards my online sleep shop, thesleplife.com. And you can pick out something amazing to add to your bedtime routine as my way of saying thank you. So please write a review. Make sure you're subscribed so that you are notified each and every time a new episode drops. And don't forget, keep on dreaming big. You got this. you